Hey y'all, it's V, the tax lien strategist. Um, I thought I'd jump on here real quick to answer this question for a lady who um, wanted to know about, um, again, about uh, adverse possession of squatters' rights. Yeah, I posed a certain question. I'm not going to answer that question directly. I'm going to do an overview here. Um, we have a quite a number of uh, episodes where we talk about adverse possession. So I'm not going to do an entire one, um, another one right at this moment to answer her question, but it will be a part of the series that we're going to be doing on, um, you know, on air, air property. So we have one episode, one segment out, uh, already done on air property. I will be adding more today and tomorrow, um, as part of a series. So it'll be in the library of the podcast. So it'll go from one particular segment immediately, immediately to the next, to the next. And it will appear to be one big, um, one big uh, episode. But, um, there have been books written by people (laughs) on actually how to steal land. Always the, and not go to jail part is always added to it because people don't mind stealing land. They just don't want to go to jail for it. So when books are written by people like that, it's kind of good in a way to know how people are thinking because now I can teach you how to avoid those things. And I have been doing that for the last 20 years. Um, just assisting people, you know, just part, part of the, uh, of, of uh, you know, uh, 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 counseling them on what they should do. Always talk to an attorney. Always talk to an attorney. This podcast, nor any of these episodes or segments, are meant to replace legal um, legal counsel. But uh, if you're going to be an investor, you got to have some common sense approaches to some of this. And when you t- talk to an attorney, you need to know exactly what you're talking to an attorney about. Now, we've talked a lot about, um, again, like I said, we've talked a lot about squatters' rights, adverse possession. But this particular question is, uh, she didn't know what to call it. And when I looked at the whole story that she sent, I know that what she's talking about are prescriptive easements. Okay. Uh, yeah. See, y'all going to understand how this country works. There's always going to be laws to take from the unsuspecting, the poor, and the people who don't have money to fight. It's always been about going after people who, who are uh, a, 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 a man or a woman is looked as weaker than or less than if they don't have what it takes to fight people who have money. And that's why education is key because we can't fight everybody that comes after us with every little bitty thing. We can pick and choose what's more important to fight. And that's why uh, businesses like mine, um, you know, on the nonprofit side, um, fight for you know, get attorneys for, and, 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 and we, we, I don't talk about it a lot, but we even redeem property at auction for seniors. I wholesale property 
in order to do that instead of, you know, using my own money. Well, I put a little bit into my business, but it's really important to me that our seniors, our veterans and our disabled hold on to their property and they sell it when they get ready. And people say, oh, you know, well, if they, you know, they, why they got tax problems if they got um, exemptions? Well, they had taxes before the exemptions were approved, if they were approved. But anyway, I'm trying to stay on topic because y'all know I can go from point to point. But I try to bring it all together. But, you know, people know by now how I do this. So I'm um, trying to do better. <laughs> so uh, prescriptive easements. Let's talk about that for a few minutes because it's not the same thing as um, squatters' rights, but it's similar. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples that was written in this book. For example, I gave up this book for my team and told them to read it and uh, to to, to, to kind of let me know about what it is that they thought about this book that was written, How to Steal Real Estate Without Going to Jail. We've been kind of using that book as an example of things for a while, and we also have our partners and uh, some even property owners when we talk and we go on these um, talks and we people have us come in, closed-door meetings to train their people, their teams, on how to best... Um, research property and get from um, one, from uh, one you know point A to point B, but you know that squatters' rights, adverse possession, uh, entitles it, it, you know requires you to uh, openly occupy the property. Okay, so you gotta do some things besides, and you gotta pay the taxes to have a squatter's rights claim in states, okay? You got to usually a lot, you know, you got to live on it. You got to, what I have a problem with is people who know nothing about the area who just showed up one day and said, oh, well, I can claim this property. I've been trying to reach the owner and he doesn't return my calls. Well, who are you to think that someone has to contact you? But the country allows adverse possession. And squatters' rights. And so this is why you have to learn how to fight this thing. Okay? So let's talk about prescriptive easements for a moment. And I'm going to use an example from the book because they must be some great thieves because he got it down pat. So this group. So anyway, so here's an example. If you are the owner of a property that is being used by a neighbor without your permission, it's to your advantage to prevent him from acquiring a permanent prescriptive easement. One way to prevent it is from arising on your property is to grant him permission to use it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a strategy. If you don't want, while you're at work and you got a neighbor who wants to use part of your driveway, let's say he just wants to drive on your, doesn't even give a reason why he wants to use part of your land to drive on his driveway. Let's say he bought a big truck. Well, he shouldn't be buying trucks that are too big to park in his driveway. This is America for you now. America's always going to be tied into this, who America really is. So the neighbor, the, the guy doesn't buy a truck big enough to use his property without touching the neighbor's property. Instead of doing something else, 
he relies on the law of prescriptive easement. Okay? So the law says that if I don't want my neighbor using my property, using my driveway, anything, I got to pay. I either got to, you know, to keep from having trouble from this guy. I got to pay. I got to allow him to use it. Just in case of future trouble, I have to document my permission, such as with a certified letter to the user of part of your property. Okay? Another way to stop a prescriptive easement from arising is to periodically block the hostile use. Okay? So, permissive use will prevent theft of your property. If you know someone is using all or part of your property, but you don't care, usually the best way to prevent that person from acquiring title by adverse possession or a permanent prescriptive easement is to grant permissive use. Okay? So, what is prescriptive easement then, V? Well... It's where certain actions on another property can be performed to prevent the property owner from, uh, you know, suing you for performing certain actions on their land. Prescriptive easement rights don't convey ownership, but they provide the right for a person to use your property, okay, for a specific limited purpose, all right? So, prescriptive easements are some, they're meant to be maybe a temporary thing, but they can turn into into a permanent thing. And this is why people don't like, um, that's the, 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 the uh, lawyers, a lot of them, uh, people don't like them because some of them just sit up and do nothing but provide loopholes for rich people to take, to take, to take, to take from other people. Um, but um, I'm not, definitely not saying anything against the that industry because if it were not for attorneys, I don't know where we would be in this business helping people. But the attorneys that we use, let's just say this, they have they have hearts for people. And so they use what they know and what they have for good. You just have some out there who who um you know, who who don't. And so this is why we're here. But um, prescriptive easements are a little different than uh, the rights of prescriptive easement, a little different than the rights of adverse possession in that a person may want to use a driveway. If you've seen, ever seen someone have a partial, partial use of someone's land, you may see someone live on one lot and they may take a portion of the lot next door. The quickest way for people to throw up and to claim prescriptive easements on your property is to throw up, you know, have gardens and things like that. Um, 
to mess. But I have a friend, and I may have said this before, has to visit her property every weekend. She was doing it every two weeks. Now she's having to do it every week. Uh, her property that's in a rural area because <clears throat> people who don't wake up in the morning to steal from folk forget that there are people who work up, who wake up in the morning to steal from folk. And uh, you almost have to think like they do in order to stop them. And, and that's unfortunate. But that's my job, to inform the people of what to do and what not to do and what it's called and what it means, okay? And you have to watch the laws to make sure they don't change because, see, once people like me tell enough folk out there, then, of course, now people are going to the legislators and they're getting things changed. You got to keep your eye on the changes. And this is why when I do a course in other states, I could very easily do like everybody else. Google some stuff, put it in an ebook, and sell it to you. No, I plan on being here a long time. I plan on doing this a long time. And I don't plan on having a reputation for just putting anything together just to tell it to you or sell it to you. Every state has had tax changes about property tax industry this year, all 50 of them. We, I have team members whose job in the past, it used to be to just do nothing but get on the phones and find out what those new, current, up-to-date changes are. The work is so great that we haven't even had a chance to do that. And that's one of the reasons I have not. I have Alabama's, um, the the, the 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 book ready to upload to my stand store for Alabama. But the reason I haven't published it is because our checks and balance system hasn't been fully finished yet. <clears throat> Every change that's made, we check and double check to make sure that we're be give, giving the correct information, even from the state workers there. There are people who work for the government who don't even know the changes in their government on taxes. And because you can call four times, you can get four different answers. So I'm waiting now on a supervisor to call me to make sure that I'm aware that this is exactly the what I should be putting out there for people. Because um, people are talking to me about something that was written in a book. Well, the problem with that is, if the book was published in 2019, there's a good chance information in there may not be up to date. So ebooks are the way, are supposed to be a better choice in terms of you having the up-to-date and the clear and the true information supposed to be. And so since I write ebooks, I feel like that's I have an extra obligation to make sure that what we put out there is accurate because I want people to win. I want the poor to win. I want the overlooked, the um, undervalued. I want the people who are looked down upon to win. And so that's who I work for. And that's who I'm here for. And um, 
anybody else who wants to take in what we have and use it for good. That's uh, that's all. That's what I'm here for. But again, the, there's a difference in adverse possession and prescriptive easements. I hope I've given you enough information um, that will at least help you know what you're t- talking about when you talk to your attorney. Um, don't if you don't want to give them permission, don't. Okay, it's shameful that we have to spend money to defend. Because let's face it, a lot of people who look like me do not just just boldly feel privileged enough to just start taking over people's property because we know we're going to be stopped. There's no way I could write a book to say how to steal someone's land legally without somebody looking for me. There's no way. I'd have to look over my shoulders all, you know, but you know, there are people in this world who can do that. How to steal land legally. It's a book. And so, and there are lots of books like that. Some of them are underground. We've gotten a hold of some of them. Some of them can be found in various places, but I'm just saying that's bold. But I mean, it's just kind of par for the course. I mean, what else? I mean, it's, that's what people have done all of their lives and the lives of their forefathers. That's all they know. It's legacy. But hope this helps. I will um, talk to you all soon on the next one.